You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is A Match Made on Earth. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match are some of the words from a song sung in the musical Fiddler on the Roof. Seems that without trying, I have been rumoured to be somewhat of a matchmaker. Upon review, that is probably true, as there are quite a few couples that I introduced to one another and as a result ended up getting married. This is but one of those stories. JD and I became good friends in high school when we both made a commitment to get involved in our church's youth group. The youth group was very large, diverse, and grew along with the congregation of the new church we were a part of. After graduation, this group became known as College and Career. These post-high school years of hanging out with JD cemented our friendship and he became as close as a brother. We both had boundless energy, loved adventure, longed to see our faith relationship with Jesus grow, knew how to exercise creativity in a myriad of ways, and enjoyed friendships with a large number of people, both in the college and career group as well as outside of it. JD was super creative, and I loved that about him. Since traveling was something I often did in those years, JD would often plan something creative to say goodbye to me or for my return. As I was heading out on a long trip to Europe one year, JD thought that going to the airport before I left and videotaping people responding to his questions was a great idea. When I arrived at the airport with my family, there were several of my friends in their pajamas and JD dressed like a reporter carrying a video camera. He had taken time prior to my arrival to interview people on whether they knew Cheryl Coop or not as there is a rumor that I know almost everyone in the city where I live. There were a variety of hilarious responses, and one I remember to this day was when a woman said she thought she knew me and that I was the Queen of Holland. When JD played back the video responses to me at the airport, I laughed and laughed and laughed. His creativity involving my friends to come and join him to say goodbye to me as I headed off to Europe together with his dear friendship, were all things I treasured. Our friendship also included deep and intimate conversations about our faith, our hopes and dreams for the future, praying for one another, and spending lots of time together alone or in groups. His was a friendship that I valued and learned from. During these years, my dating relationships with men sometimes morphed into a relationship and other times ended quickly. J.D. was a great shoulder to cry on and a good source of wisdom in the processing of these relationships. However, 
In this area, I could not return the favor. As J.D. felt, he needed to take a break from dating for several years. Although I didn't fully understand his decision, I supported it. Interestingly, as J.D. was coming to the end of his studies at university, he changed his mind and let me know that he was now open to dating. But not just for the sake of dating, he wanted the dates to be intentional and about looking for someone he could marry. I was so excited that he had changed his mind and now was open to getting married. I knew he would make a fabulous husband and thought he would really enjoy being married rather than staying alone. Soon after he expressed his desire to intentionally date, I thought of someone that I had come to know through the ministry I was involved in. She was incredible, had a strong faith relationship with Jesus, a fabulous sense of humor, was creative and seemed up for adventure. Rather than tell J.D. right away about her, I decided to pray about the two of them getting together and how that possibly could happen. A few weeks later, J.D. let me know that he wondered if I might know someone for him to meet, as he didn't see many options in his life, which seemed like a possible fit for a spouse. Wow, that seemed like an answer to prayer, and a quick one at that. I excitedly told J.D. about the woman I was thinking of, but did not give her name or any personal contact information, as I had not yet spoken to her. J.D. indicated interest, so the next step was talking to the woman I knew and asking if there would be interest on her part. Once again, no name or personal contact information was given about J.D. to her, yet she indicated interest. And the more I described him and what I appreciated about my friendship with him, the more interest she indicated. These initial discussions led to an exchange of contact information, and before I knew it, they were going on their first date. The reports from both after this first date were that a second one would be acceptable to both of them. So the dates continued. The interest grew, and in time, an engagement took place. Now it was time for them to plan their wedding. J.D.'s plans included asking me to be the person who would take the typical role of best man, as he thought that would be honoring to our friendship and my role in introducing him to his fiancée. I was flattered that he would want to include me in this role, yet knew that this was a real departure from how weddings were done in those days, and so secretly wondered if that really would be the role I would have. As plans continued to be solidified for the wedding, it became apparent that some were highly uncomfortable with my taking the role of the best man, and so J.D. and I talked through some other possibilities. To be a part of the wedding in any way felt like a privilege, so it did not matter to me what that role would be. Finally, J.D. felt he had an idea of what might be a good role for me in the wedding that of the person who spoke a prayer of blessing over the couple after they were married. I wholeheartedly agreed to this role and felt that it was perfect since such an integral part of J.D. and my friendship included praying with and for one another. The day of the wedding came and it was warmer than most typical fall days. J.D. and his bride looked stunning and when it came time to pray a blessing over them, I felt so humbled and privileged to fill that role at their wedding. 
Who would have thought that a friendship with J.D. would have led to me introducing him to his wife and praying a prayer of blessing over them when they got married? I was grateful for all those roles that I could fulfill. Now we will enjoy a song titled Symphony by Amanda Lindsay, Nee Falk, who was a former Beautiful Unique Girl intern here at Square One World Media. The song celebrates marriage for the long haul. that some couples are a match made in heaven. And yet, I gave this story the title, A Match Made on Earth. It seems that actually both are true for the match of JD and his wife, as I, a friend of JD's here on earth, together with many prayers, was able to match him with the woman who became his wife. 
To be the conduit through which God brought these two beautiful people together was a delight and a privilege for me. It was, and is, a reminder of how God works through us and can use us in a variety of ways. The story of God at work in the world is often through people, and so if we choose, we can be partners in his work. Paul wrote many books of the New Testament, letters actually, and he was excited to be a partner with God on what God was doing in the world. Let me read a part of one of Paul's letters that speaks of us partnering with God. It is found in Colossians chapter 1, verses 3 to 10, and in the New Living Translation reads this way. We always pray for you, and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Who can you and I befriend and pray for? Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Music